There was once a young man who looked a lot like you, and his name was Jeffrey. You see, Jeffrey was struggling with the ladies, and so he went on to YouTube to seek for advice and started watching red pill content and dating videos. And he knew exactly what to do. So then we find Jeffrey on his first date with this girl that he's met from Tinder. And he's laid back, he's dressing in a way that he's been told works even better to attract girls. The way that he speaks, what he says to her, his open body language, which he's forcing right now to attract her. And it works. For the first time in Jeffrey's life, by following all of this advice that he's found online, he's attracted the girl. They're making out, they end up having sex, she ends up becoming his girlfriend. You'd think Jeffrey would be super happy with this, but it's not long until Jeffrey realizes that he made a massive mistake. That the woman he attracted by pretending to be someone that he wasn't was the wrong woman for him entirely. Now the things get deeper and deeper and he's built up this emotional connection with her. He's got into a relationship with a woman he realizes he doesn't actually want to stay with. Again, he's got into a relationship which he knows and he hopes will end at some point soon. That's a very painful experience. He knows he's not going to stay with this woman long term and yet he's made this soul connecting tie to her. Because she's nothing like him. She had already met up 10 guys on Tinder before she met him. She was attracted to this, this aloof personality. Whereas Jeffrey's a lot more sensitive. Soon Jeffrey realizes that she's not even dating Jeffrey. She's dating the dating and red pill YouTubers that he watched that he was pretending to be more like. And it's a sad day when Jeffrey sits beside his mentor, Adonis. And the two of them together realize that maybe Jeffrey has to end things. Simply because he didn't start with authenticity. And that's a lot like my own story. For years, I struggled to get girls and that became like an obsession of mine. And, and when you do get obsessed and quite needy with getting girls, you start to adopt this mindset that any success in this area of dating is a success. That so you'd be happy if a girl did text you back, you'd be happy even if it was based on the, the wrong mindset. You start to lose sight of the point of actually getting into relationships, which is to meet someone who you're compatible with so that you can actually prosper together. That your life will become better because she's in it. And soon you're literally so single-minded that you forget about all of that. You forget about thinking that you want a real benefit to your life by dating this girl. And suddenly all you're thinking about is, I hope I attract her. I hope I have sex with her. You, you, you come at it 
from this needy, insecure place, even though these guys online are telling you, don't be needy, don't be insecure. By following their advice, you naturally have to be needy. You have to be insecure to change your, your authentic behavior, to hide the real you and to present to the world and to this woman that you go on a date with. That's exactly what I was doing. And so I get onto self-improvement. I start being productive. I, I start ditching the, the old bad habits like drinking and taking drugs and, and just being like a degenerate. Suddenly I'm meditating, taking cold showers and I'm being super productive. And I'm so different to the kind of person that I used to be. The first dating mistake, which I seriously think I really, really wish I could tell everyone who, who follows me because this is so important for you. And just a quick disclaimer, like I know that this video title seems a bit clickbait, but you're going to realize like the advice in this video is actually very serious. It's very valuable for you to take this on. I haven't had <clears throat> the, the perfect dating life. I've made tons of mistakes, but I think that's why it's valuable to be able to learn from me because I'll openly tell you I've made a lot of mistakes when it comes to dating. And the first one, for most of my life, the mistake was that I wasn't authentic. So I made all this progress. I got onto self-improvement. I'm taking cold showers, doing all these things. And you know, I'm actually leveling up, <clears throat> leveling up my business and everything. And yet I haven't changed the way that I go on dates. I'm still acting like the same degenerate fuck boy when I go and meet these girls. I'm still like fucking in public. Literally like, so I had this night and day difference. I'm literally this self-improvement like YouTuber, which people started to respect. You know, I had a few thousand subscribers and I remember I'd go on a date with this girl, still acting like the same kind of alpha fuck boy personality when I go on a date. You know, I'm laid back, open body language, even though I've become kind of aware that, to the fact that I'm quite an overthinker. I'm a deep person. I'm quite sensitive, but these things, I'm not going to show the real me to her. And so on the date, I'm pretending to be the exact same brain dead version of me, which I know gets me like a higher percentage of being able to sleep with these girls, the degenerate women I'd meet from like Tinder and stuff. And it works. I get into a relationship with this girl a few years ago. And I'm literally dating like a degenerate because I've pretended that I was a degenerate because it was going to be, it was going to be like more successful, for example, for me to like, sleep with her so imagine that i'm this guy who's on self-improvement and here i am dating a girl who still drinks and takes drugs and parties and there was this one particular moment i wake up and start my morning routine at 5 30 a.m it's still dark outside it's 5 30 a.m i've just woke up i've taken a cold shower i'm getting ready and i text her and she replies almost instantly at 5 30 Why was she awake? We know why I was awake. I woke up early because I went to sleep early so I could start my productive, you know, CEO, entrepreneur morning routine. Why was she awake? She was coming back home from a party at that time. She hadn't even slept yet. She had a blood alcohol level of like fucking 7.6. Imagine that, like, if you imagine the split screen difference of me waking up and doing that to, like, what, whatever the fuck she was just doing over the last hour. I was just thinking, why am, how are we 
compatible in any way. We're going in two separate directions. And it was a very painful experience to move on because even though we were so different, even though I was inauthentic to get into this relationship, naturally when you spend time with a woman and especially when you have sex with them, like you do build some kind of emotional connection. And so it was very painful to leave this relationship. Not being authentic, wasted months of my life in this relationship where I was just so distracted away from I should have just been single and just fully focused on work. Because for you, the mistake that you could be making is that you're watching all of this like dating content online, you're watching red pill content and you're realizing that there is a way that you will be more effective at sleeping with girls at attracting like degenerate women. And it's to pretend that you're a degenerate. It's the, for example, you know, like you've heard the standard advice, don't reply to a text slowly. Uh, don't reply to a text quickly. Pretend to be more busy than you actually are. Speak in this aloof way and, and speak like this and talk like this and, you know, act like this and, and do this. All these people are giving you advice after advice after advice, because if you follow that advice, you will be more successful with simply just sleeping with more, more women. And that's what every guy gets crazy about. But the truth is, you're like, it's a lot better if you sleep with the kind of woman who you're actually compatible with, who's actually a benefit to your life, because you can go and sleep with these dirty, degenerate women who are going to parties fucking other guys they've got other guys like semen inside of them and here you are getting like here you amongst all the fucking red pillars and dating coaches stood there like oh yeah yeah any hole is a goal bro oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm a high value man bro give me that cigar like all these fucking guys literally fucking the same stinky holes together or you can go and find the woman that you're actually compatible with who you will literally benefit because she's in your life you will literally make more progress in your goals if you find the woman who you, you can be authentic with. And your sex life with her will be a lot better. This is what no one online will tell you because it's not as cool. What I'm telling you is like the anti-cool thing. I'd get a lot more views if I told you, yeah, go and fuck as many women, go and spin some plates, bro. I've done it. I've done it. There, there isn't anything at the end of that pathway. And you might think, oh, well, Hamza, you've done it. So why are you telling us not to? With this one topic, this is where a lot of guys get insecure. If I'm telling you that I've made a mistake and I'm trying to save you from wasting time and energy and like fucking emotional damage from going down the route of a degenerate, there's a huge proportion of people who then think that I'm almost a bad person saying this because they're saying like, oh, but Hamza, you did it. So why, well, you know, why, how are you telling us not to? Like, you're contradicting yourself. Do you understand like fucking basic common sense, how someone can tell you about their mistakes as if they've done it first? This is how we pass wisdom to each other. It's like I've tripped over and I've said, oh, watch out for that step. You might trip. And these fucking little wannabe degenerates around the world that comment and say like, oh, but like, but, but you tripped. Why can't I trip too? Like, what the fuck? That the whole the whole point is that you don't trip on the same rock so that you can like get faster than me and you can maybe trip on the, the rock all the way down there and then tell the guy behind you not to trip on that rock. This is how we pass wisdom to each other, dumbass. So if you've got multiple guys telling you that the path of the degenerate, the path of these red pill guys who think that they're high value men in the... Uh, <laughs> Fucking, there isn't actually that much satisfaction being around stupid women. It sounds like common sense. It really is common sense, isn't it? But there isn't much satisfaction or 
fulfillment to your purpose as a man. Fulfillment to your mission and your goals by being around stupid women who you have to act in a certain way around. So this is specifically for you as like the young guy who's gotten on to self-improvements. You still have ties to the normal world and the normal people around you. You still, to some people, pretend you're like a normal person who, for example, you'll dumb down how much you care about fitness. You'll dumb down the fact that you don't like want to drink anymore. You don't, you barely drink, but maybe you do when you go for a date or something. You dumb down these things that you actually care about because you think that it'll make you more successful at getting this girl. But do you not see like the, the counterintuitive mindset there? That by you pretending to be someone that you're not, a lesser version of yourself, the woman that you attract when you're acting like this is into a guy who's like this. She's not into you. She's into like the degenerate version of you. So what do you think when you actually date this woman, let's say you get the best case scenario and you can start having sex with her all the time, when you actually start spending more time with her, what's going to happen to your own development? Because you're just like putting yourself in a state where you're lesser than you really are. Just because you might get some hole, some stinky hole from the girl who's also sleeping with a lot of other guys. And if you do get into a relationship, you'll realize that you've built it on the, this fake false foundation. She'll realize that she's dating someone else that she thought she was. You'll realize that by acting and playing these games, you're dating a dumbass. You're dating the kind of girl who's attracted to the fuckboy degenerate, like a aloof version of you who doesn't text back facts, who sometimes ignores her messages. You're dating the girl who's attracted to you when you are distant from her. It's probably not the kind of relationship that you want. And so that's exactly the situation. By the way, I'm still in this morning routine texting her and, you know, I've asked her, Oh yeah, why are you awake? And she's like, oh yeah, there was this uh, this outdoor rave. It was sick. You should have come. And I'm still pretending. I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds sick. Yeah, maybe I should have. But you know, like, she's like, why are you awake? And I kind of told her the truth. I said business. But fuck me, man. I was I was pretending to be like a, more of an idiot because that was the only way that I could actually be around her and most women that I've ever dated because I've always been like this. And things are very different now. When I met my current girl that I've dated since July. If you haven't watched it or, or listened to it yet, I have a Spotify podcast where I explained why we, I ended up, we, we broke up. Oh, well, I broke up with her like um, maybe about a month ago. And then I got back together and we made like a Spotify podcast. So you can search my name on Spotify if you haven't already. And like one of the most uh, recent episodes of the podcast, we've kind of had like a 20 minute conversation where we explained it. Just in case you're curious. Wait, did you get back together? That's, that's why. But yeah, 100% we did. Yeah. So we met in July 2022. And from the start, I already knew that I was going to be authentic because I was done with playing these fucking games of pretending to be dumber than I am. It just sounds stupid now that I say it out loud. Like, you know, you're pretending to not be the guy who's really onto self-improvement because it's cooler for you to act like it's all natural. It's cooler for you to, you know, like um, pretend like you've put less effort into yourself. It's cooler to be like that. But the truth is, 
I'd rather just meet the woman who's also compatible to the real me. So I can tell her how much I care about these things and she thinks that's a good thing instead of thinking that it's cringe. Now, again, dumb women that you meet on a night out or that you meet from like Instagram, they'll think that it's weird that you meditate every day religiously. They'll think that it's weird that you gratitude journal and stuff. Okay, sure. But you, did, you probably didn't want to date those women. It's just that right now you're in an insecure mindset. But I wasn't, right? And so from the start of meeting my girl, I'm telling her, we, we end up speaking about self-improvements. We speak about Andrew Tate. She's in Hustlers University. She hasn't made any money in there because she's not very, she's not very disciplined when it comes to work. And um, I'm literally like, we end up like literally ranting to each other about how shit the modern world is and how much progress we're making. And the way that she was talking about average people, I was like, man, this is this is my wife, bro. Holy shit! Like, she was just criticizing all these fatties and everything and saying like, you know, and it doesn't take much. Like, you know, she's been improving her diet, and I was like, oh yeah, me too. Like, you know, my diet's way better, and we're doing this, and you know, delaying gratification and meditate and she's like whoa you meditate and you know like we're actually i was openly speaking about the kind of person that i was and that meant that we bonded incredibly well within 24 hours a genuine both of us genuinely fell in love with each other and this was literally the first time we had ever met each other but the real part of this story happens when i fly home so this was literally it was almost like a movie where this was on the last day that i was in thailand and she was continuing to travel after this i fly home the entire globe between us she's gonna stay there for who knows how long like months and months traveling and enjoying her fucking like hot girl summer bullshit degenerate bitch <laughs> and, um, obviously like, we met when we were both still like like kind of awkwardly in the degenerate normal world but what uh, wanting to get more based and everything we met when we were both there so we were quite compatible with that because we had these aspirations and these new values of like base tradition and, and character, but we were still kind of holding on to our old behaviors of like, we were both traveling. We, do you know what I mean? It's like, so we were, we both had like a history of being degenerate. So I guess we were quite compatible in that way. But anyway, I come back home. And the moment that I walk through this door and I hadn't been back here for a good few months and I literally just walked in and I saw the pages all over my wall you can't see them, but there's quite... Shall I just show you? I've never really shown them in detail before, but... So I've got... There's usually quite a lot more. But, um... I'm gonna sneeze, bro, one sec. <laughs> there's usually quite a lot more papers on my wall, but I've, a lot of them have fallen off because of this stand-up desk. It kind of goes up and it like, kind of like scrapes them off, but yeah. I walk in to this room with all these pages and my goals on the wall. And I just kind of realized to myself, like, I'm not gonna hide this. This is who I am. I am this guy who cares so much about his goals and working hard. I'm a guy who's got tons of ambition and I'm not gonna downplay that anymore. And so the moment that I walked back here with my heart connected to her and she's on the other side of the globe, I show her in detail, like a video of every page that I've got, telling her exactly what my plans are. And in my exact words, I spoke to her in a way that I'd never spoke to a woman before. I literally text her, I'm going to the top, and I'm going to take you with me. I told her about my goals, my plan to make over $100,000 per month, over a million per year. 
the huge subscriber goal that I was planning. At the time I had 500k, I told her we're gonna hit way above 1 million for this year. This was in 2022. So if you've been a fan of mine, you know that all these goals actually came true. I'm telling her all this. And I just think, you know what? Like, I'm not gonna play it cool and pretend that I don't like her, like all the advice I've always taken online. My heart is connected to her, so I'm gonna act like it. So I tell her straight away, we've met once, by the way. And I tell her, I want you to come home to the UK. She was loving her life being like this fucking hot girl who's getting like in you know, a little smoothie bowls and stuff, fucking stupid bitch. <laughs> she was loving her little traveling life. She's there with, she went with like her brother and a friend or like two friends or something. She was tanning every day and you know, like enjoying the seaside and whatever. And she was in a beautiful part of Thailand. And I literally said to her like, I want you to come home so you can be closer to me. She booked a flight. And I also said one more thing. I told her, I don't want you to get with any other guys. And she replied, there's no one who can compete with you. Imagine a woman saying that to you. There's no one who can compete with you. We would not have had that conversation if I was playing cool. If I came home and pretended, oh yeah, you know, I'll just see her whenever, even though I really liked her. If I just pretended, oh yeah, well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to show her how much I like her. That red pill advice that you see online is great to be able to just sleep with as many degenerate, broken women as possible. But when you actually like a woman and you actually want like a relationship, don't take the advice that you see online because bro, most people aren't in happy relationships. Most people don't even know how the fuck to get into a good relationship. And the people who do are so content with their lives, they often don't sit there making like good advice on YouTube. So all of the advice and a lot of like the videos I've made is just promoting you to be this inauthentic person who should stay mysterious and who should, you know, who should be a player. But here I was defying all of the rules that I had set for myself previously and it worked. She traveled the entire globe over 20 hours to come see me for our second date. And she essentially just decided to like just move back home to the UK, like where she's from, just so that she could be like a few hours away from me instead of like across the world. There's no one who can compete with you. We had that entire conversation and also the, the experiences we've had because of that moment of authenticity, when I walked in and actually saw who I was with these goals on the wall and my ambitions and my, you know, like phrases I had wrote down that meant a lot to me, penetrate your fear. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. You are a leader. And you might think to yourself, okay, you're saying that it's a mistake to be inauthentic. You might have this limiting belief saying, but I'm not like, I'm not that great yet. So I'd act like a little, like a little bitch or a beta or something. And so I wouldn't even attract girls. 
and I agree like you are a little bitch, but I agree. Look, the idea behind being authentic, which seems really cringe, it's that you use the best piece of advice that's out there. There is one literally singular 10 out of 10 dating advice, which people laugh at, but it's only because they're at like the other side of the bell curve. But when you get to this side of the bell curve, you realize this piece of dating advice is the best out there. Just be yourself. The point is, if you're just trying to fuck as many women as possible, be the alpha male, six foot seven, Chad, okay, sweet. But if you're actually trying to find a woman who's compatible to you, how are you gonna do that if you're not yourself? Now, this doesn't mean to be content with being a loser. I'm not saying that, obviously not. I've got fucking 800 videos where I'm telling you to stop being a loser. But demonstrate and project the real you. Try to be as 100% authentic as you can to this person. Like when you go on this first date with a woman and you're trying to see if you're actually compatible this is if you want like a serious long-term like genuinely healthy beautiful relationship which if I tell you by the way the difference between that and just being a degenerate player it's not even close bro being a player is it, it's it breaks my mind just seeing how much that's promoted these days because it's not that great you're still living this shallow life but you just get to like masturbate with another woman's body it's not that great. The sex that you have in a healthy relationship is literally, you can't even imagine. It's like revelationary, the level that you can build up compared to just like another stinky hole from this girl on, on Friday. And she's fucked a guy two days ago. So if you are thinking, oh, you know, this, th this works for you, Hamza, because, you know, when you're just being yourself, when you're being authentic, you are this guy and you've built up some success and everything. Okay, sweet. But the truth is, you don't need to be any different level than you actually are to be authentic and to be able to attract a girl who's compatible. The whole point is if you can destroy this, this insecure mindset where you need to attract this girl and simply just have this more abundant personality of just thinking, okay, well, I've got high standards. I want a girl who just fits with me. No matter if you're a fat, broke loser or you're like the biggest Chad in the world, being authentic to who you are will mean that the women who come into your life are actually there for you. They're actually gonna be compatible for you. If you start to act inauthentically and you use these tactics that you learn online, suddenly the girls that you're attracting, they're not even into you because you're pretending to be someone that you're not. You're hiding the real you. And so let's say you're a fat, broke loser right now, but you're watching videos like this, you're getting onto self-improvement and you've got these goals, that's still you. And so you talk about that, you're this fat broke loser on the first date and telling this woman, yeah, you know, my goal is to lose 30 pounds and I've been going on five runs a week and I really, really like it. And I've already made lo loads of progress and I'm gonna build that like amazing body and I can't wait. And well, what's your fitness goals like? Imagine if you have that kind of conversation and literally 99 out of 100 women won't be interested because they're just fat, disgusting. Like, you know, like like women who just eat Doritos thinking that you're weird for wanting them to be on a diet. But imagine you meet a woman who's not, let, let's just say she's on your level in a respectful, way like you know she's kind of like overweight as well but she gets inspired hearing that and she's like oh wow like you know yeah like i've been tracking calories too and i've been losing like suddenly you just found the fucking perfect woman who you're actually compatible with instead of you pretending to be this fucking alpha male like pretending to be like tate smoking the cigar like thinking that you're someone that you're not and then suddenly you're attracting the kind of women who aren't even into you do you see how this works don't dumb yourself down to be cool The second mistake is choosing a woman who doesn't choose you. This is a passage from The Way of the Superior Man. 
And this is something that a lot of young guys go through and I did as well. So when I was a little bit younger, I remember, you know, I was just getting into like the cold approach and dating and everything. And there was a girl in my class that I ended up having a crush on. So by the way, I'm like 17 years old. And I pick up the courage to message her <laughs> on um, Facebook or this was when people use Facebook, but you can imagine like Instagram, right? So I send her a DM and oh, hey, are you in my, my psychology class? And yeah, oh, ha, ha, yes, I am. And she's replying and every reply she sends me, I was getting from her like, oh, oh my God, like I'm actually getting a reply. I'm sure my friends and stuff. And we speak for a little bit and I invite her to come on a walk with me just nice and easy. So we meet for this walk and she's actually agreed and she's gonna meet me, okay, sweet. And we meet and straight away, it's just like, you know, it's I'm 17, so it's a little bit awkward. I've never even kissed the girl at this point, I think. And um, it just, it feels a bit awkward and everything. But we meet and we start going for a walk and you know, we're both kind of reserved in some ways. And it was, um, awkward is the way I describe it. Like our, our personalities didn't really match. And we ended up, for example, walking through this park where there was a pull-up bar. Sometimes when I'd walk through this park, I'd like do some pull-ups. And so I went there, I did some chin-ups this time. And then I say to her like, oh, go and like have a try. Let's see if you can hit one. And she just, she was just like, no, no. I was like, wait, no, you can just try. Like, you know, I'm not gonna laugh. I'll help you or anything. I won't like you any less or, you know, something. And she just refused as if she was not interested. I don't know if she was like embarrassed or whatever. But then that was just like, you know, an incompatibility there. Like, I'm the kind of guy who, like, if there's a pull-up bar, I'm going to do a pull-up. And I want to be with the kind of girl who, if there's a pull-up bar, if I'm going to do a pull-up, I want her to try and do one as well. Just because it's, like, it's just fun to, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's not that big of a deal. Just do a fucking pull-up, bitch. Like, I, I know you probably can't do one because they're kind of tricky for girls. But it's, like, just try anyway. Like, what the fuck? Fucking pussy. <laughs> like, and she's just there, like, no, no. Like, I'm like, what the, okay, whatever. We keep walking and stuff and it gets a bit awkward and it's, it's time for her to leave. And, um... I go and like walk her back to her like father's house or something and we're at the outside of it and I go in for like a hug thinking okay that's normal and as I do she gets like like weird so I, I, don't, I don't like people touching me I don't like people hugging me I'm like what the fuck yeah she goes in we text each other oh yeah it was really nice to see you on the walk huh and um I think what happened was I messaged her after this saying like for the second date so I still wanted a second date, even though it was fucking weird. Cause again, like we weren't compatible, but I was only thinking binary of like, I hope I can keep attracting her. But either way, I sent her a message to join me to go to watch Guardians of the Galaxy. And um, this like movie that was playing at the time. And then she just replies like, oh, hey, you know, I, th I think we should just be friends. Oh, even though we weren't even compatible, that hurt, right? But. Worst of all, she friend zones me and I do what every young chump has done, you've done, maybe you're doing right now, which is I continued to speak to her and I sent her another message like, oh, well, what, what if we go watch it as friends? Thankfully, she said no to that and she said, oh, that might be weird. Imagine if she said yes. Imagine if... This girl who had just friendzoned me, who I wasn't even compatible with in the first place, came onto this date as friends. Maybe she brought her own, like, female friend. And it was just this awkward situation of me sat down next to these, like, two girls. Choose a woman who chooses you. This is something that so many young guys, need, and even older guys, need to be told. If she isn't choosing you, if she, if she doesn't like you, why are you still, like, acting like you're into her, let her go. 
if it's not clear that she's super into you, let her go. She's not for you. And if she isn't super into you and you are into her, naturally, you'll you'll demonstrate how needy and clingy you are. And that will not only make her like you less, but it will also make you like yourself less. You lose, like be honest, every single time, if you think back to those times where you've been pursuing a woman who didn't want you back, be honest, you lost respect for yourself every single time. You felt like shit every single time and you keep doing it, why? Because you've been brainwashed. Because you've been, literally, your mind has been manipulated by the shit that you've seen on media, on Hollywood movies, of the nerd who really fantasizes about the girl, almost like he's a fucking stalker. And the nerd's fantasizing and fantasizing and fantasizing and she's not really into him and she's fucking the jock. She's literally getting deep-throated by the fucking football team and the nerd's still fan- and he's like looking at her through the window. He's got pictures of like, you know, he's just fantasizing and then he ends up saving her life and she's kind of still into him but then she runs away again and then he saves her again and now she's really into him and then she gets captured by the, the evil guy. Hollywood has manipulated your mind to think that if you stalk and fantasize about a woman, she'll be like, eventually you can change her mind. You can't. She's getting dicked down by someone else. Choose your own woman. Choose a woman who actually wants you back. Don't stay clingy. If, if it's clear, and don't be a little bitch, but if it's clear that a woman's not into you, let her go and just move on. Move on, focus on your own goals, and when you encounter another woman, see, are you first compatible, and two, if, does she like you a lot, enough for you to think, yeah, this, this could be something nice. Now, some women might act like they're not choosing you. Some women might have like, you know, the play hard to get kind of mindset. You need a certain level of understanding to know, okay, is she really not into me? Or is she into me, but she's kind of hiding it a little bit. She's playing hard to get. 99 times out of 100, for most guys, she's not playing hard to get. She's just not into you. Okay. I know that can hurt to hear, but it's the truth. If there's a woman who it's not super clear that she is super into you, it's not because she's playing some game and she's playing hard to get. It's because she doesn't like you. And the truth is, even if she's playing this game, even if she's playing this hard to get game, you probably authentically, if you really ask yourself, you probably don't want a woman who's like that, right? You probably don't want a woman who's literally like playing these games and, and fucking up your mind. If you love that, if for example, you just be honest, if you genuinely love that, you could get with a woman who's going to continuously do that. Who like, for example, you're always going to chase for your life. I don't really like that dynamic. I think the other way is better where she's chasing you, but you're naturally just chasing your goals. If that's authentic to you, that you really want this dynamic of chasing this woman who always pretends that she's not into you, go ahead. Chances are you probably want a woman who actually likes you and who maybe preferably chases you, right? So when there's a woman who you're into right now and you've developed this crush and this, this fantasization for, and she's acting like she's not into you. Take it, take the message, take the hints and just step back and just leave that alone. It gets tricky when this is mixed with work and with school, when you constantly see this girl and your brain and your heart is connected to her. The way to overcome that is to have focus on first of all, your goals. And then second of all, other women. To be open, to really just, everything will come back to authenticity. To just think to yourself, you know what? Let's say she is playing, like, let's say I've still got a chance. 
I don't like how I feel in this like situation with her. It doesn't feel good to be like into her. So why would I want this in my life? There's so many other women and let, if I, as soon as I start to detach away from her with just conscious thought that she's not good for me, then I can start to like, you know, feel a bit more open to the next woman. I can move my attention a bit like in, in a different direction. If you're just authentic to yourself and you're in this situation right now where you're into a woman who's not seemingly into you, if you're authentic, you'll just say like, yeah, well, this experience does not feel good. It's actually mentally distracting away from my goals. Why am I here? It's, I don't even feel good. I don't even feel happy in this situation. So even if I've got a chance with her, it's not even like a positive addition to my life. So let's just leave it. And you might have this limited belief. What if I can change her mind? But you've got to understand, you can never really change a woman. She is how she is and she can be influenced to be a certain kind of way. But you would always be playing this game with her. If you think that you can change her mind, trust me when I say it's not just going to be like a one time change and suddenly she's a brand new person and she acts proper warm and receptive. This type of woman is if she's into you and she's playing this game, first of all, she's playing games with your heart. But second of all, she's always going to have this like this dynamic where she's going to pretend that she's not interested in you and that's going to fucking hurt. There's not many guys who are built for the kind of life where they actually want to chase the woman who like pretends that she's not into them because it's not that's in my opinion for me not the right dynamic. I'm focused on so much in my own work and my own personal development that I need a woman who, who is chasing me. She's onto me. She's like literally doing a lot of the work and the effort to be with me because I'm constantly like almost distracted away from the love. Like something else is the priority for me. For me to like always have to think about, oh, I've got to chase her down and fucking push her down to the floor and hold her there so that she loves me. That's, that's fucking weird. Chances are you don't want that either. So choose a woman who chooses you. The third mistake that you could make in your dating life, which a lot of the YouTubers and, and all these guys online, they never speak about this because you might be called a simp, but it is a major mistake to not praise your woman. Praising a woman is kind of like giving water to plants. It's, li it's life for the feminine energy inside of her. When you praise her behaviors, what you're doing is not only one, demonstrating your love for her, but you're also two, giving her like the masculine guidance because this is the best way that you guide a woman is that you praise the behaviors that would be good for her. And I always thought that this was like something that was like beta. This was something that I always struggled with because I thought to praise and compliment a woman was like, you know, beta or cringe or whatever. And so I remember being in this relationship for, for years and years and years with this girl who I would never, ever praise because I was acting like too much of this alpha, you know, like the stuff I had saw online to act like aloof and everything, even in a relationship. And so for years, like this girl, you know, she had helped me. She literally, she helped me with my business. So I used to resell clothes on eBay and I used to work a part-time job or a, even a full-time job at, at the same time as well. And when something would sell on eBay, all I needed to do was screenshot the sales page, like, you know, the details of the customer, send it to her. And this girl that I was dating, she would literally go find the piece of clothing in like our big storage like space, get it, 
package it up, write the address, go to the post office, pay with her card, not even ask me for the money. And so literally like I didn't have to do much work in my own like business. I was literally outsourcing it to the woman who loved me. Never once thanked her for it. Never once praised her for it. She did these things because she genuinely loved me. And I felt like this, you know, this alpha male, yeah, like, you know, she's, she thinks I'm a high value man. It was only afterwards where I just thought, bro, you would have been more of an alpha. You would have been more of this high value man that you, like, you pretend to be. If you just, like, loved her properly, if you, like, praised her for the times that she did good things. I felt very disappointed about myself when I, like, recollected that experience. You know, it was, it was in the past a good few years, probably about four years ago. But over the years after it, I would kind of end up thinking about how I behaved in that relationship. Just thinking like, is that your character? Is that your morals? Like someone's done something nice for you and you don't even thank them. And I personally felt ashamed of myself. And so when I learned this lesson from praising a woman, like the importance of that, inside of the book, The Way of the Superior Man, and I started to use it a lot more in this relationship that I'm in now, I've seen the effect that it's had. I've seen how much my woman has has prospered, how much she's like blossomed into this like beautiful beautiful like feminine young lady who's so like like if I told you the things that she does for me, you would probably think that I'm maybe exaggerating or that this was like the ultimate ideal relationship. When I was growing up, you know, I was 17, 18, 19, 20 and I was reading all this like dating advice and everything. People used to talk about like, you know, oh yeah, you'll get a girlfriend who does arts and crafts and she'll make you stuff and she'll bake you stuff and you know, that's like a good girl. And I could never imagine that because the kind of women I was dating were fucking demons who just go out and to take drugs and everything. And yet one by one when I've been praising my woman, she has gotten into arts and crafts. She does come here, she drives four hours to come see me, four hours here, four hours back home, so eight hours, which in the UK is, is huge, right? In America, it might not be or anything, but like in the UK to drive a few hours to come see someone is huge. And she does it every single Sunday. And it's very, very often, pretty much every single time, she brings me stuff that she's made for me. This is, my name means lion. This is a little pencil pot that she made, and then she made this little cactus pot as well. And she's painted all that as well, like that. Little kitties on there. Lion, she made this entire pot, painted it. That's a really good logo, isn't it? I've got it made as like a digital logo now as well. Made these. Literally spends a t free time doing like arts and crafts and stuff. And it was yesterday when she came and she, you know she opened up her bag and everything oh what she got for me this time like and she had like a fucking three course meal in there that she had made all in glass like tupperware like you know how normal meal prep stuff is all plastics and everything but she knows like how much i'm into like anti-estrogenic shit and everything and she is as well so she's brought like literally glass box after glass box and we've got greek salads with loads of chicken we've got these um chia seed yogurty pot things that she's made and it's in like these glass mason jars and then this glass um, 
this glass, uh, I don't know what you call it, a cup or whatever. And she's made like her own juice into it as well. Like she said, she put um, beetroot and, and ginger and apple and orange and you know, like all of them. And she's juiced them all up and here we've got like this ultra healthy, like vitamin juice. And we, we've got like this three course meal. We're sat outside in the sun, almost like a mini picnic in my back garden. And I'm just looking around with how much food there is. It's like, she spent days making this. And this isn't even uncommon, like for a, for like very consistently, she would bring almond croissants that she spent three days making them. So when my, my mom, my dad, my brother, my brother's wife and my sister, when they like had saw that this was the girl I was dating and this was the amount of effort she was putting in, they started praising her as well. And suddenly like, you know, she comes over every Sunday and it's like the whole family will, like my brother and his wife will come over on Sundays as well because they know that Abby's like, Abby's bringing some croissants or something like that. And um, yeah, like I just see her prosper and it's, it's such a beautiful experience because I see like the massive smile on her face when I say like, oh yeah, this is delicious. Thank you for this. And you know, I even praise and compliment her for the drive. Every single time she comes out, I thank her for driving here because it's four hours away. Like she lives close to London. I live close to Manchester and she drives this every single Sunday. So imagine not thanking someone for that because you're trying to be like this alpha who doesn't, you know, show emotions or something. That's how I used to be. And now it's like, I'm, I'm fully so thankful and praising her. And you might have a limiting belief, but like, isn't this simping? You've heard a lot about simping on, online. What do you think? Does this sound like simping to you? Where your girl has done super nice things for you. She spent days making you stuff and you thank her for it. And like, you know, praise her and say something nice about her because of this. Is that simping? The difference between praise and simping is love. When you love this woman and she loves you, like you, you can't necessarily simp for her. But what I will tell you is just, just the dynamic to understand, like what's the difference between saying to the woman you love that she's beautiful compared to the simp who's messaging her or, you know, who's commenting below her Instagram picture and saying, oh, you're beautiful. What's the difference? Remember that when you praise, you're praising the behavior that she's just done. And so if your girl, let's say she's just posted a picture to Instagram and you comment, you're beautiful, you've praised her on it. You're actually doing the wrong thing. You know why? Because you're praising her behavior of posting and revealing herself on Instagram. That's why the smartest guys probably don't even like or comment on the girls' pictures. Well, the smartest guys don't date women who have got Instagram. And you might, oh, wait, what? Every girl's got, no, they don't. My girl doesn't. It's not, it's not impossible to like meet a girl who doesn't have Instagram or to kind of like, you know, guide her into deleting social media and stuff. It's not impossible. But if you, you know, you, you date like a normal girl who's got, who's got um, social media and she posts to it, understand that when you praise and compliment your woman, you're praising the behavior and she's going to be more likely to do it. And so the guys who are like commenting underneath her Instagram pictures, you might be praising the wrong thing because you're praising her behavior of posting a nice picture of herself on Instagram. When she walks in front of you and she's looking really nice, 
100% praise her, look at her, like, you know, wolf whistle, like, girls, your girl will love that. Next time you see her looking good and she's, like, walking or something, literally just wolf whistle whilst, like, staring at her ass. And she will burst into, like, the biggest fucking smile. You know, women used to say that they don't like getting catcalled or some shit. Obviously, like, it's different when it's some random fucking dirty-looking hobo or something. But when it's from the man that they love, they love that shit. They love it. Next time you're, no, even if your girl doesn't look good, by the way, even if she's like literally not even dressed up, you're just chilling at home. When she walks off somewhere and you're like staring at her behind, literally just wolf whistle and just keep staring at her ass. And she'll look back and she'll literally smile like the fucking like little girl. And she'll like, she'll be like waddling away after that. Little stupid bitch. <laughs> Don't praise bad behavior. That's what you're doing. When you comment below her Instagram picture, that's why that is like a bad form of simping because you're praising her to be more of like a brain dead social media user. Be very careful about the things that you praise. But when there is something that is the right thing for you to praise, like for example, she's looked good in person. She's made you something. She's been polite. She's, she's gotten into some really good hobby that's really good for her. Praise that like crazy and don't try and be this like, you know, this aloof person, this alpha male who doesn't care about that. It was such a mistake of mine that I hope you can learn from. But I was like, you know, that persona that I had where I was never going to say thank you or any, because it's just like now that I say it out loud, it sounds almost weird. Maybe you're thinking, wait, Hamza didn't even thank like previous girls who had been nice to him because it's just, it's, it's manners. It's literally just being like a gentleman is, is if someone's been nice to you, you thank them. But especially for a woman, if she's behaved in a way that you like, but also that you genuinely think is good for her, praise that like crazy to a huge level. Because then she's going to be more likely to do it again. I've got a nice story for this one. So the fourth mistake is overlooking the small things. I wasn't really sure what to title this section. So maybe we can rename it or you, you can just call it whatever. But I'll tell you the specific story and you'll get the idea of what I meant. So still yesterday, you know, I have this little picnic outside and everything. have a really great time with my girl. And the next day we wake up and it's like cute. Like as soon as we wake up. She like I, I'm telling her yeah yeah quick like get ready and go because my morning time is for my work, and so any minute she's here is kind of distracting in the morning. I want her to like literally go as fast as possible so I can just because my my morning work time is like my brain just works really well in the morning so I just want to get to work fast. I don't like to like you know lay in or any bullshit like that. I like to just fucking start working, and she's. As, as I can imagine all girls do, bro, she's just taking the piss, man. She's like getting ready and stuff and she's just slow and she's trying to kiss me and stuff. And then she, you know, she's like getting ready to leave. Oh, where's my keys? And she's trying to look for her keys. It's just pissing me off. And then like my mom asks her if she wants some breakfast and she's like, yeah, yeah, I will. And so she sat downstairs. I come up and I just start working and everything. And so she can see that I'm, I'm like, I'm not pissed off, but I'm a little bit like, you know, just I'm trying to focus on this and she keeps coming in and out of my room. She's left the keys here. Oh, have you seen my sock? Like fucking read. Like, and, and, um, um, so yeah, she ends up leaving and I like she's got all these bags and stuff and I've been distracted from work a little bit But whatever it's just you know, it's it's the nature of things when she's like gonna stay over for the, for the night I grab her bags Walk over to the car put them away and she's like oh like, you know, you frustrate like are you mad at me or I'm not no, 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 I'm not mad I'm just I, you know, my brain's just full of thoughts. So I just want to go and use utilize that rather than being not being present next to you. And she totally understands and everything. And she says, okay, well, if you just want to go straight up and work, it's fine. You don't have to wait at the door for me. So right now we're outside 
my house next to her car whilst I'm putting it in. Usually what we do is like, we'll say goodbye and then I'll stay at the door, my, my front door and kind of like wave her off and do something silly and everything as she's like driving off. And she said, oh, well, you, you don't have to do that. You can just go straight up and work. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously I'm gonna go wait at the door. Do you know what I mean? So I kiss her goodbye, okay, goodbye. And I just stand at the door and this fucking dumbass is just taking so long to drive off, man. It's like literally every second counts with my morning productivity. But I hear the car rolling and she starts driving forward and she actually looked a little bit sad like the first second that I saw her and she looks over to the right probably not expecting me to be stood at the door and I swear the moment that she saw me like here she is in the car she was looking kind of sad the moment she saw me I saw her face light up like a little girl on Christmas she goes <laughs> she goes like that you know she's probably happy she almost crashes with like someone pulling into the the um our road. I always do something silly, so as she's watching me, I start like thrusting, thrusting into the air like this or something. Like. <laughs> and um, yeah, and she just looked really happy. And honestly, I think that just made her day. I can imagine she was smiling on the way home and she told me how happy that made her twice. I think like she texted me literally like a minute after that. So I think she genuinely pulled over to text me and she wrote like the word like, you don't know how happy that just made me uh, feel seeing you at the, the doorway. And then we ended up calling and she said the exact same thing that that made her super happy. It was the small thing of literally just standing at the door and spending an extra 20 seconds waiting for her to drive off to kind of like to wave goodbye that she wasn't expecting. And that meant so much to her. You know, for us guys, we can think it's like, oh, it's silly. Oh, you know, you should have just, you know, you should have just got to work and everything. You can definitely be stuck in like the masculine mindset. But there's a switch that you need to make, which I really think is valuable. It's when you really do have like a masculine brain and heart, but you use your masculine thinking to figure out how to make her feminine core feel fulfilled. What I mean by that is we are masculine men. We're young, goal-striving, ambitious men who work hard. But then with our masculine energy, we should use that to figure out like just how we discipline ourselves to, you know, get onto our diet and how we discipline ourselves to do everything else. We should use the same energy to discipline ourselves to give her the, the feminine nourishment that she needs to feel good. And so we think about the things that she needs, which is, you know, like a, a constant feeling and reminder of love and security and, and, you know, joy. These are things that the feminine energy thrives on. And we give her that. Because to us, a little 10 second, 20 second, somewhat unproductive wave goodbye doesn't really mean much. But the gentleman, you know, that like the grandfather, when he drops off like his granddaughter, he knows how much it means to his granddaughter that when he's in the car dropping her off to her parents' house or whatever it is, that he's gonna just wait in the car and just keep like looking because he knows his daughter's gonna, like his granddaughter's gonna turn around and wave a few more times and then the door opens and her mom's there and then the granddaughter walks inside and she'll wave again. He knows, like if you imagine like the, the Chad grandpa, he knows that the, this is what the feminine energy is like. The feminine just craves these micro moments of joy and love. And I think it's just so important to give this to your woman and to not overlook this just because you're blinded by your own bias that, oh yeah, this stuff is kind of unproductive. You know, you could save 10 seconds and you could drive off. Chances are you're watching this and you're thinking, yeah, like I actually do understand that. I'm not just gonna, you know, drive off because it's not unproductive, not, not for her. And truthfully, not really for you either. Because if you make 
your woman feel good, she will in turn give you her gifts, which will give you more, like you, you'll just, it's weird practical stuff that you get from a girl. Like when you're dating a good girl, you literally feel less muscle soreness in your body. You feel more energy. You're more, you've got more direction. You're more disciplined. You're less di distracted. And so she's giving you these gifts. We need to give her, her ours. There's one more point. I might end the video here because we got the builders coming up and they're doing renovations, but I'll, I'll read you this point very quickly. This is from chapter 32. I think you might like this. So everything that I'm learning about um, loving a woman is really coming from this one book, The Way of the Superior Man. And this mistake that a lot of men make is to make her your priority. And so I'm just gonna read you this part of the book. She, do she doesn't really want to be number one. A woman sometimes wa seems to want to be the most important thing in a man's life. However, if she is the most important thing, then she feels her man has made her the number one priority and is not fully dedicated or directed to divine growth and service. She will feel her man's dependence on her for his happiness. And this will make her feel smothered by his neediness and clinging. A woman really wants her man to be totally dedicated to his highest purpose and also to love her fully. Although she would never admit it, she wants to feel that her man would be willing to sacrifice their relationship for the sake of his highest purpose. Think about that. She would never admit it. She wants to feel that you would sacrifice your relationship with her for the sake of your highest purpose. I actually think that's very true. And it tells this story. Imagine that a man must go off to war. He hugs his woman goodbye. She is crying. Please don't go, she begs. You know that I must, he answers. They look deeply in each other's eyes. You know that I love you, he says to her. Yes, I know. And I know you must go, she replies. And another gush of tears bursts from a heartbroken face. He turns and walks out the door to his necessary destiny as his woman, full of pain and pride, watches him disappear. A man's highest purpose is his priority, not his intimacy. So this means your goals are your priority, not your relationship. Your woman knows this deep inside. She really wants it to be this way. This is important now. The woman in the scene above would actually feel strange if her man suddenly said, I've changed my mind. You are more important to me than the freedom of mankind. You are the most important thing in my life and I don't care if my service to humanity is needed elsewhere. So I'm staying here with you. Even though part of her would feel glad, a deeper part of her would feel deflated, emptied and let down. Imagine that scenario, but this scenario where this woman's hugging her man and he's about to go to war. He's about to like do this thing that he needs to do. And it's so sad and they're not going to be together. And essentially like, you know, their relationships is, is going to be put on hold. And she's literally heartbroken. Imagine that same point where her man turns around and says, oh, you know what? I'll just stay here with you actually. She'll, she'll be really happy, but she will think that you're a little bitch. And a micro moment of this happens every single time that your woman knows you're supposed to go to the gym and you don't and you end up spending time with her. A micro moment of this happens every single time you spend time with her even though you'd rather work. 
You know, women can tell when you're not like achieving your goals because you emit such a different energy when you've made amazing progress to your goals. Imagine yourself in third person. When you are making amazing progress to your goals, you literally walk, talk and breathe in a different way than you do if recently you've been slacking off. And women can see this and the woman that you sacrifice your goals for will literally dislike you for doing that, even though she will tell you that that's what she wants you to do. Think about that. She will act and tell and ask you to sacrifice your goals, to spend more time with her, and she will literally like you less if you listen to that. Your woman should never ever be your number one priority. Your priority should be your goals. Now, certainly one of your goals will be, for example, to have love in your life, to see your woman, to like, you know, and to spend some time with her 100%. But the priority, like the major mission in your mind, the purpose of your existence can't be to simply just get a girlfriend. It should be something that is, well, you decide, you decide. What I will tell you from my own understanding of purpose and mission and you know, these things seem kind of vague. I'll leave you with one last lesson. I believe that a man's purpose and mission comes to him in different layers and it's all about the freedom that you wish to achieve right now. There's different freedoms that you can achieve. There's financial freedom, physical freedom, spiritual, emotional, mental. Imagine all these different kinds, elements of freedom. That is your mission. Right now for me, it's financial freedom. For another guy, it could be sexual freedom because of the fact that you know he's always struggled with girls beforehand and that's the thing he's currently obsessing over for another guy if imagine that some guy who's recently just gotten really into yoga and stretching and rehabilitation what's his physical freedom that's what he's spending his time on physical freedom would be this other guy's priority and that is the priority like that is the major thing in his life so figure out which freedom you're currently pursuing which means the most to you don't just like choose one that sounds cool which one genuinely would change your life the most and also is the one that you are naturally like just you have got this desire for that's the one that you should prioritize for me it's financial freedom if yours is also financial freedom and you want to be an entrepreneur, the top link in the description for Adonis School, I think you'd really, really like that. It's where you join this community of other entrepreneurs. Everyone's in here. We're all like, I'm teaching how to like make money online, how to grow your YouTube channel and all these things and how to develop your character and mindset of an entrepreneur. I think it's an amazing place to be. And that's the top link in the description. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Mwah!